I want to thank Research FDI for sponsoring today's podcast. They're a globally renowned lead generation firm that helps economic development organizations create real prospects. They've helped over 500 economic development organizations. Let me tell you exactly what they do. They facilitate one-on-one meetings for economic developers with corporate executives who will have projects soon. They can facilitate these meetings to where you travel to the corporate executive's office and meet them there, or you meet them at a trade show, or even have a conference call with them so you don't have to pay for travel. They recently launched a service called FDI 365, which provides you a lead a day of fast-growing companies that will be expanding soon. Their research has helped over $5 billion worth of projects get cited since inception. I encourage you to go to www.researchfdi.com to learn more about Research FDI. As far as I'm concerned, they are absolutely the best lead generation firm in the business for economic developers. Call them at 514-488-3168 and see how Research FDI can help you you create real prospects. Hello, this is Chad Chancellor with Next Move Group. Before we begin today's podcast, if you've been enjoying our podcast series, please go over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review. That'll sure help us out. We'd appreciate it a whole lot. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's We Are Jobs podcast. This is Alex Metzger, co-founder of Next Move Group and guest hosting for Chad this week. Today, we welcome Danielle Winningham from the Tuscaloosa County, Alabama Economic Development. So, Danielle, we appreciate you being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be on the podcast. Great, great. We're glad to have you. Well, first off, tell us a little bit about the Tuscaloosa IDA, which you are CEO of, and uh, Tuscaloosa County in general. Right. So I've been with the Tuscaloosa County Industrial Development Authority for about six months now. And what I've learned in my time here is that the organization is really the one-stop shop for economic development as it relates to all municipalities in the jurisdiction of Tuscaloosa County. So we are the agency that works projects from lead generation to RFP to the finance incentives piece site selection in terms of getting buildings and sites ready and have them available and listed. So we kind of do it all, but we do it with the help of partners, of course, with the University of Alabama, with Stillman College, Shelton State Community College. We have so many assets at our disposal, and so we're very grateful to have partnerships in place as the Tuscaloosa County Industrial Development Authority to partner with so many great resources. And there's so many assets in Tuscaloosa County that make this an appealing place for industries to locate, to grow and to thrive. It's a great place for talent attraction. We have a really unique and interesting opportunity to be able to retain the talent that the university has brought in. We also have our amazing industries like Mercedes Benz, who have been in the area, who made the location decision in 1993 to be here in Tuscaloosa County. And since then, you know, have made an incredible economic impact. They currently have 4,200 team members from their location decision up to 2018, I think is the last economic impact numbers I've seen. They're updating those now, but, you know, we're looking at more than $6 billion on those product lines with the annual capacity for production of up to 300,000 units. 
and MBUSI exports more than $1 billion in finished goods. So, you know, we have these powerful and amazing existing industries in our university with their capability for talent and research and development, sports tourism. Then we've got the manufacturing side with MBUSI and of course, all the suppliers that they've brought in. And then we've got medical with DCH as a regional medical center. That's really a hub for those who are in rural parts of West Alabama. People drive in, they come in to Tuscaloosa for their healthcare needs. We have a, a pretty interesting industry mix in that we have the university, we have Steelman College, HBCU, we have Mercedes-Benz and their suppliers, but we also have Warrior Matt Cole. We have BFG, BF Goodrich Tire Manufacturing, and Pfeiffer Incorporated. And we've got logistics. And so really this area in Tuscaloosa County, Alabama has a lot of potential. We've already been capitalizing on some of that, but we continue to redefine what our targeted industries are and our approach to be able to bring new businesses and jobs to the area. And of course, when you're talking about talent attraction and you're talking about talent retention, quality of life is a huge factor in that. And we've all really experienced this in the COVID society that we have been in in 2020. And as we're trying to come out of that in 2021, the assets that we have in our parks and recreation the Black Warrior River, Lake Tuscaloosa, there's something to do outdoors, whether it's in a walking path or being able to bike around town. There's a very cool downtown vibe in both Tuscaloosa and Northport. And then further out in Brookwood, Vance, Moundville, you have the serenity and the calm. You know, this is a really great place with a lot of natural beauty. So it's a great place to live. It's a great place to work and definitely a great place to play. I will say this, we're going through this process and kind of an overhaul of our brand, our image, because historically we have focused more on the industrial and manufacturing portion of economic development, but we are diversifying the economy and our scope of work to become the Tuscaloosa County Economic Development Authority. So in the coming weeks and months, you'll be seeing a new brand, a new logo tagline, and then all of the collateral materials, new website, digital marketing, a big push for Tuscaloosa County. Great. Well, rebranding is a big undertaking. How long have you been working on that? It is. And so we've been working on that for a few months now. We really wanted to find the right partner in doing this rebranding and not just rebranding, but a full marketing strategy to be able to get our message out to our stakeholders and also, you know, people who are making site location decisions. And so it's really a big undertaking. As you said, there's a lot that goes into it. We were getting a lot of feedback from our stakeholders, from community members. And then thankfully we've gotten a lot of great feedback from consultants as well about what they would like to see and feel with a logo and also marketing materials. Great. Great. Well, I'll be on the lookout for that for sure. So have you learned to stay real tied yet? Oh, yeah. I've been saying Roll Tide my whole life. Growing up in Meridian, Mississippi, we're just, you know, across the border from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And I have been a huge fan of Alabama gymnastics my entire life. Yes. In fact, my dad would take me to gym meets. We had season tickets to go there. So, you know, growing up, I idolized Alabama gymnasts and During that time, when I was a little girl, Alabama was winning 
championships in gymnastics. In fact, there was a young lady on the team whose name was Danielle. And, you know, I just saw myself and her. I'm thinking, when I grow up, I'm going to be on the Alabama gymnastics team. Unfortunately, that didn't happen, but we're kind of doing this with our family now. So I get to take my four and six year old and my husband and we go and watch the Alabama gymnastics meet each time they're at home. I'm sure you didn't bring that up in the interview process at all, did you? Uh, maybe I did. Maybe right. the interview with Dr. Bell and also Dr. Mumford. I may have mentioned that. Of course, <laughs> we've been a huge fan of Alabama football as well. My husband grew up in Alabama. He's from Gadsden, Rainbow City area. And so, you know, between him and his association with the state of Alabama and playing sports in Alabama, and then, of course, me being just right across the way in Mississippi, We've just been huge fans. Well, I went to the University of Kentucky and they have amazing cheerleading programs. So they've actually a little bit opposite of gymnastics. They've won tons and tons of cheerleading national titles. And that's kind of most people know Kentucky for basketball, like most people know Alabama for football. We've definitely won a lot of national titles in the cheerleading realm. Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember there was a TV show that came out several years ago featuring the university's cheerleading squad and how you make the squad and how tough it is. So, yep, very familiar with that squad. Well, one thing I like to ask everybody that's in the industry, and you said you kind of grew up in Meridian, but how did you first get into economic development? How did you stumble into the Chamber of Commerce world? And what's your backdrop into doing this crazy job you're doing today? I feel like with most people that I come in contact with in the economic development world, they do kind of fall into it, as you said. There are more people now that strategically go into economic development as a career but I didn't start out that way. Actually, I was working at Meridian Community College and I was an adjunct professor for English and in campus life and doing some other things. In fact, as a cheerleading coach as well, I was kind of doing everything. So I just knew that there would be more and actually um, had a phone call from a friend who I met at Meridian Community College when I was a student there who had mentioned a position that came available at the local chamber of commerce at the East Mississippi business development corporation. And, you know, I had no idea really what a chamber of commerce was or really about economic development. I was pretty much fresh out of college in my first job at the community college. So when my friend called and told me about the position as the public relations manager for the chamber of commerce and economic development, I said, what is the Chamber of Commerce? What does that mean? What do you do? I'm definitely interested, but tell me a little bit more. And so she gave me a little bit of information about it. And within two days, I was in front of the president and CEO of the East Mississippi Business Development Corporation, who was Wade Jones at the time. And he brought me in to meet Skip Skaggs, who is the executive director for the North Mississippi Industrial Development Authority. So After meeting with both of them, they offered me the position and the rest is history. But I'll tell you, getting into economic development seemed to be an easy thing. But the mentorship and the people who have poured into me through the years has been just completely invaluable. The mentorship through Skip and Wade and then incremental leadership that I've experienced along the way, whether that's in Madison County, Mississippi or other places, It's just been incredible to be a young economic developer and have so many people who are willing to share their experiences, but also provide opportunities to 
really try and learn, but also the ability to try and fail and then learn from your failures to grow quickly. Because I feel like that's how you really grow. It's a trial by fire. You get in there, you do your best, you learn from the things that didn't go so well, and you celebrate the things that did go well. So you know where you're doing the right things and need to make some adjustments on the others. But my journey into economic development was really through that chamber piece and through the marketing and public relations piece. We'll be right back with more in just a second on the We Are Jobs podcast. But first, we're going to have a quick word from our sponsors. I want to thank LocationOne.com. Some of you know it as Lois for sponsoring today's podcast. In my opinion, Lois is the best buildings and sites database on the market. One of the reasons I think that is it gives you nationwide exposure. So I used to be the economic developer in Paducah, Kentucky, and I made a terrible mistake. I only put my buildings and sites on the Kentucky Economic Development Buildings and Sites database. Well, Paducah bordered Illinois and was within 30 or so miles of Missouri, Indiana, and Tennessee. So what sense did it make for me to not put my bills and sites on a nationwide database? Well, Lois does that for you. Looking back, I should have put my bills and sites on Lois. It's also easy to use for an economic developer. It's just like using Facebook. It walks you through how to insert your pictures and your information and so forth. And the thing I like most, it works well on my iPad. If I'm in an industrial building, I want to be able to look at that thing on my iPad. Lois does that for me. Other builders and sites databases struggle with that. So if you got 10 or 15 minutes to spare, go over to location1.com book yourself a demo and see if this can help your community have more success well what other jobs did you hold you know how did you work your way up to being ceo of tuscaloosa sure so as i said i was working in public relations at the east mississippi business development corporation and during that time our research analyst we lost our funding for the research analyst. And so the economic developer who happened to be Skip Skaggs at the time said, hey, you were an English major, right? So you know how to research. And I said, yeah, I do. I did a lot of that in college. And he said, well, look, you're going to have a new opportunity to fill out requests for information because I don't have funding for a research analyst anymore. So now you are a PR and research analyst. And so taking that experience and he developed me through that, gave me a lot of really good feedback, worked with some great engineers along the way. I was able to then at a very young age, move into a higher position. So the president of the EMBDC at the time, Wade Jones, he said, you know, I know ultimately you want to have the economic development job. You really love economic development. We've talked about this. I can see that. But our chamber of commerce professional, our manager who's running that program is leaving. And I really need for you to be able to fill that position. And so I said, look, I'm happy to do it. You develop me for economic development and I will fill this chamber of commerce position until the economic development position comes available. And that's exactly what he did. He sent me to OUEDI, which many economic development professionals are very familiar with the program there. So they sent me there so I can really learn more about in-depth economic development. And then it was maybe six months later, something like that, when the economic development position came open because Skip went to the Mississippi Development Authority running their existing industry, you know, initiative there through the state. And so that's how I kind of moved up into 
this economic development position where I worked really closely with Mississippi Power on their project ready, doing site development. That's really where I began cutting my teeth on like real site development. And really that's kind of been my wheelhouse since then. And that's a lot of what I did in Madison with getting the mega site ready, having that certified through Intergy site selection program or the site program. So I learned a lot in the early stages of my career. And then again, shifting over into Madison County where I was the business development director and then ultimately the chief operating officer helping run that organization as it advanced through time. So we saw some really great successes with the Fastenal Distribution Center that was recently located there. And then, of course, they just announced the Amazon distribution project as well. So, you know, again, there's so many people who gave me a chance and opportunity. And I would say that's really important. And then also provided the mentorship on the other end of that. Joey Deason at Madison County Economic Development Authority does a fantastic job of mentorship and getting his staff ready for the next level position. And so I'll say that he did provide that opportunity for me as well. That's essentially how I came to Tuscaloosa. I was very happy in the position at Madison County. Lots of great things going on, a bunch of momentum that was happening in the area. And then saw the announcement, of course, the email from Chad about, hey, this job in Tuscaloosa is open. And so I didn't really think too much about it other than, you know, we love Tuscaloosa. It's halfway in between where my parents currently live and then also my husband's parents. And so it's an appealing place to be. And then I guess on top of that, just think about the amazing quality of life and energy from the students at the university and with the football team. But ultimately, when I saw the email again from Chad, Joey came into my office and said, hey, Danielle, have you thought about this position with Tuscaloosa County Industrial Development Authority? And I said, I saw it, but really, you know, I'm happy. My family's happy. We just bought a new house. At that point, it was a year ago. And he said, well, I mean, you know, Alan, my husband." He would really love for us to look at that position. I said, well, yeah, and I'm, I was thinking about it, but I don't want you to think that I'm trying to leave right. Madison County. I mean, I thought about looking into that and he's just one of those people who really is about developing talent. He said, you've got all the tools necessary to fill this position and to do a great job. He said, I know your work. You can do it. No problem. He said, I'm going to be here for the next at least six years until I retire, at least that's the plan. And you really need to be doing more. A good leader knows when to push and how to shape and direct their staff. And so I'll say that about Joey. He did that for me. And so that is one reason, of course, with Chad's help as well to get into this area. And so glad we're here in Tuscaloosa County. We'll be right back with more in just a second on the We Are Jobs podcast. But first, we're going to have a quick word from our sponsors.
In June of 2020, Next Move Group launched a new initiative called The Movement, and we already have more than 100 economic developers as part of our movement. The movement was really built to help improve the quality of lives of economic developers. It helps economic developers land more deals, helps them get along better with their board and elected officials, helps them deal with the media, even helps them learn how to build their resume if they want to look for a new job. So thank you to our first 100 members, and if you want to join the movement, go to thenextmovegroup.com backslash movement to learn more. You know, you did a great job during the interview process. So I know they're happy to have you and, and glad with the work you're doing thus far. So this twice you've mentioned so far, you know, mentors that you've had. What is the best piece of advice that you've ever received from one of your mentors or a good piece of advice that you could give the economic developers that are maybe listening to this podcast driving down the road today? Yeah, I mean, I think something that we should all sort of latch onto is this concept of never stop learning. Don't think you know it all, especially I think COVID has taught us this, that there's so much disruption that you always need to be willing and ready to change, adjust. I think we're all tired of the term pivot, but there it is. You know, we have to be ready to learn something new or to be innovative or creative and finding new solutions for business development. And so I think the moment that you believe you have it all figured out is the moment you find out really quickly, you don't know a thing. So for all of the up and coming economic developers and for those who've been in the industry for a very long time, embrace this. Always continue to learn something new, be creative, be innovative and listen. It really is about listening. Whether we're working with site selection consultants or we're talking to CEOs, companies, People just really want to know that someone is listening right? and not just with their ears, but with, you know, their brains, with their hearts and they understand and it's got to be a win-win for site location decision makers and for the community. So I think that's the best advice I could possibly give. No, it's very well said. Very well said. Thank you. And have fun. You know, this is really an industry where you can take yourself too seriously, but at the end of the day, have fun because this really is a job where you can affect change, a very positive change in people's lives, helping them find and connect to a job, something that's meaningful and life-changing. And we can do that while having fun. I think that's why a lot of people really stay in this profession because it's ever-changing. It's evolving. You can create something new for you and your community. And so it's fun. Every day is new. That's what I always said when I was doing local economic development. No day was ever the same. It was always something new, never mundane. It was always exciting getting up and going to work because you never knew what that day had in store. So I couldn't agree more. I did a podcast a few weeks ago where Chad was interviewing me, and I got a lot of feedback over a system that I use to kind of stay organized and keep time. You've moved up very fast in your career, had a lot of success. How do you bounce so many balls at once? Do you have any tricks for time management or goal setting, or what's your secret for being so successful? I think I need to hear more about your secrets and how <laughs> you manage time. Coming into this position, I'm finding being in for six months, I still need more in the way of organization and time management, especially as it relates to work-life balance, because right. you know, there's COVID, you're trying to learn the organization, trying to make sure a family is taken care of as I have a four and six-year-old. And so trying to do virtual school and then transitioning into in-person four days a week, one day, still virtual. There is kind of a balance that has to happen and right. keeping things 
prioritize does seem to be a challenge. I can imagine taking a new job at this time and having to transfer your kids to virtual learning and be with them on their Zoom learning or whatever they use. That had to be quite a time to take a new role as an economic developer, for sure. It is. And the really great thing is my husband was really there for it. You know, he was in automotive before when we were in Madison County, he worked at Nissan. But coming here, he was launching his own business. So we were completely in transition. We're like, he needs to start a new business. We've got to do virtual school. We've got to take this new job. But the flexibility in having his own business really gave me the opportunity to really deep dive into TCIDA as an organization and try and get some foundational things established so we can get to work really in our outreach that's coming up soon with the branding. But now he is back in automotive. And so again, it's that work-life balance where you know, business, we were both working full-time jobs and we have two small children. Thankfully, I think we're going to be going back in person full-time after spring break. So there's that. Great. Well, you know, you talked about kind of transitioning the industry very fast and having a lot of mentors. Was there ever a light bulb moment or a moment that all of a sudden you were working a project or you filled something out or you just kind of had an epiphany that, you know what, I can do this job. I have what it takes. I'm not sure that there was one singular moment. I know there was a moment where I fell in love with the profession, even though I wasn't doing it to the full extent. When Skip gave me an opportunity to do the research portion of the RFI and help him fill that out for a project, I said, man, I had no idea this was really a career path. This is great. This is fun. And really kind of ignited the nerd in me, which is wonderful. (laughs) And so I guess you could say that might be a light bulb moment, but that's not really the thing that sustains the joy and excitement of this profession. It's really about seeing how people's lives are changed by having a job. So when you're doing the due diligence for a site and then you finally land a project on that site and the company is providing great jobs with good wages for people to be able to make career advancements. And then just seeing the people who are the beneficiaries of the hard work, they're really getting the jobs. And man, I think that's really what it is. That's what it's all about. It's like, it's like a drug when you see people living their best life, for example, just having opportunities. Mm -hmm. No, exactly. You know, I always knew Skip was great in the industry and would be a great mentor, but if he made filling out RFIs fun, I've even underestimated him. I mean, that's that's saying something right there. <laughs> yeah, he knows how to do it. I think the really fun part was being introduced to or reintroduced to golf. So he's really good at that. You probably know that about him. I have uh, heard. Yes. Yeah. So we played a lot of golf and did a lot of economic development on the course. Oh, good. good. Well, I want to get you out of here, but the last question I have for you is how do you want people to remember you? How I want people to remember me is to be someone who loved her job, loved what she does, was very passionate about it, had the grit to push past any barriers because the end goal is for it to affect people in a very positive way and meaningful way. I want people to remember that we had fun doing economic development. We changed the game of how it's done because we were creative. We were innovative, always looking forward and making sure we were taking care of people. 
Great. Well, Danielle, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Your passion for economic development really comes through the microphone. So I'm sure our listeners are picking up on that, but it's always good to talk to somebody that loves the industry and has fun doing it. Is there anything you want to say to our listeners that maybe I didn't ask you or something that we didn't get to? Thank you. I appreciate being on the podcast and I've loved listening to others who've been on the podcast. So many people that I respect and have learned from Grace Woe, Joe Max Higgins, There are so many that you've already done podcasts with who are so amazing. I call on them or, you know, ask questions of them, even in this time in Tuscaloosa. And I'm just grateful to have those folks we can always reach out to as a resource. Right. Well, Danielle, we appreciate you. Great luck in your time there in Tuscaloosa. And we'll look for that new branding coming out soon. Thank you so much.